between two minds, between two unique journeys of their life, between two unique personality types, between even different instincts. It is impossible to come to that real, true harmony when you're functioning from a dualistic perspective. And it's also what I'm sharing with you. It is actually, you have to, you have to come to that place within you. It is not a, a theory I'm sharing or some steps to success that I'm sharing. No, it is you that you have to do your clearing of that which is not you, of all the ideas, all the conditionings, all the expectations, all the projections around relationship, all of that stuff is in your way. Today we have a, a really um, interesting topic that touches every single human being on this earth <laughs> and it is about relationships and though taking it a step closer um, so we would like to bring um, more of the deeper essence of relationships, which is non-dual relationships and about non-dual life as well. And also it would be great to explore you know, the, the instincts that we have and the personality types that we have so that we can understand ourselves better and also understand others better. And that would be like the really foundational knowledge that everyone should dive deep into. And also above the instinctual self, the personality type, then comes all the conditionings, traumas, and so the layers continue to layer up. And then we, we meet another and one mind tries to take it on to the other mind and it's you know it becomes such a big struggle to have two minds in the way isn't it <laughs> so um, to start off the the meeting today it's uh, it's good to mention that uh, you know there are various types of people on earth and no one is alike, exactly like you. So although there are three instincts and nine personality types, there's also what has molded you to become the individual self and all the memories experienced and 
all the relationships you had in your life since birth. And so that becomes very, very unique. Having a certain um, foundational knowledge is so important to to everybody. So, uh, of course, we know that, uh, you know, especially in the spiritual orientation, you know, communities and people, and this becomes a very challenging um, arena in our lives because the more we start um, um, bringing light and consciousness to ourselves, the more we start accessing a lot of stuff sometimes we weren't even aware of. So um, it's already hard to do the inner work. It's already challenging to do the inner work, let alone um, having a partner in your life, having someone that is uh, maybe mirroring you or or triggering you um, with a lot of uh, issues that you carry, basically. So also, uh, sometimes people actually prefer to not be in relationships because uh, being in a relationship, it's a really um, big job to maintain peace and harmony when there is a lot of wounds in that person to heal. So uh, it it can work, the conditionings can be on, on, on opposite sides. Sometimes a person would rather escape a relationship just because it's so easier to be in peace when you're alone, isn't it? It's so much easier to stay enlightened, to be in peace and happiness when you're alone and nobody's bothering you. Right? It can be, it could be a form of escapism. Then there is, you know, other types of people where they are longing so much and in search for love and companionship and relationship to share all all the love they they feel in their hearts. And then there is another story there that's like, how can't I find, you know, my perfect love or or my soulmate or my twin flame? And, you know, what's what's up? And they long and they search. And for this uh, and and love, you know, that... uh, Somehow um, they go through a lot of relationships, uh, you know, and, and still, uh, you know, people would usually say, like, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? Like, what's going on? How come, you know, these relationships are not sustaining themselves? And so that could be one push and pull. That's a big one push and pull that we see a lot uh, and, um around us, it could be you in, in, in that situation as well, and um, either way, it is both conditional, it is both conditional if you're running away from relationships, or if you're searching for relationships to fulfill you and make you feel complete, so uh, um, on, on another hand, this is quite um, natural for a human being to 
commune and to um, share experiences and share love and um, merge as one, so to speak, and, and all of that. Thus, we come to realize there is a lot of baggage in between of love, of the, the ultimate oneness, which is the non-dual way, the non-dual relationship. And so, you know, I, I, I know this is a very big topic, and thus um, I will bring more of these topics every month so that we can, you know, dedicate more profound time to discuss every layer of you know, what a relationship can mean to you, what are the struggles in relationship, how you can heal that, how you can transform that, and eventually how the actual like idea of relationship would also actually disappear. So there are there are various grades and levels of idealizing a relationship, then being in a relationship but projecting how you think it should be. And once you work through all your stuff and the other person as well, at some point, this merging that so many people fantasize about, the, sometimes it's seen as Shiva and Shakti, when they are in, in, in marriage, they, they, they become one. How I can really translate that right away is that it is not two halves, two halves coming together and becoming one because they are a part of the whole. It is not like that. The way I can explain it to you is that the, the, this whole idea of relationship in its own word, in its own way how humans idealize it, in itself it is dualistic. In itself, the word relationship already means there are two. There, there is some kind of two, 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 two aspects trying to become one. But as soon as you, you know, work through what's in between of yourself and saying for your partner, for example, that clears out to such an extent that even the word relationship disappears. It doesn't mean that now all of a sudden you, you leave your partner or something. No, it's not, it's not external. It's an internal perception or an internal state of being, which is a non-dual being, which does not move from a place of like relating with a push and pull. You know, there's this opposite force of push and pull constantly in relationships, trying to find the middle way, trying to find the equilibrium between two minds 
between two unique journeys of their life, between two unique personality types, between even different instincts. It is impossible to come to that real, true harmony when you're functioning from a dualistic perspective. And it's also what I'm sharing with you. It is actually, you have to, you have to come to that place within you. It is not a, a theory I'm sharing or some steps to success that I'm sharing. No, it is you that you have to do your clearing of that which is not you, of all the ideas, all the conditionings, all the expectations, all the projections around relationship, all of that stuff is in your way. And that's the work to clear the stuff until it all disappears into nothing. And then what remains is the real you. The real you, an unconditional you, where you're not moved in life because of a need or insecurity, or like it, you're not moving from these places. You're not moving from a fantasy of some idealized, perfect relationship. You're not moving from this place. You're moving from an open neutrality, so to speak, which is very much alive in the present now. It contains no past. Like, really, it doesn't contain the past. It, it contains the present, but it's so alive, the present. That is all that matters. You're not negating life. You're not negating relationships. No, it's all inclusive. But the only difference is from where you're moving. From where you're moving, it's open and free. And until you come to that place, you, you see the stuff that's in your way, that is entangled with the word relationships. Only that would be in the way. And now that's just one part, which is you. So let alone having a partner in your life. Hopefully that, that partner is also and taking all the responsibility to see the, the, you know, their own limitations. You know, and that's the, the, the way how two beings can evolve, how two beings can actually unite, but not in effort, not from a place of lack to fulfill myself because I need you to make me happy, you know, and it, it, it does not come from you, from that place. It comes from your openness 
And in a way, how I could explain this is that you are being you, and it doesn't matter of any end result. And yet, you are so alive and you're so rich, and also in communion with your relationship. But you are not bound by how you want the relationship to turn out. You are free. That freedom, you know, this non-dual way of living and of being, it comes, I mean, you already have this within you. This is a state of being that is much closer to you as you. In fact, when we look at the levels of consciousness, and one would open to the consciousness of non-duality, from non-duality into, you know, as you deepen into an open, into awareness, and into the great void, and into divine love, and supracausal truth, into full consciousness, it is all seen as a non-dual life. It is all non-dual, all the way up to your true essence. And the way you can work with dual energies is that you know, whenever you are triggered or whenever you see such an opposition in your partner, because we attract opposites. Most of the time, your personality type is so different than your partner's. Your instinctual type is so different than your partner. But this is all so great because at this era of this lifetime, we are here to break down all the conditionings that have been implemented on humanity to keep them so much trapped into the limited self. So we are in a time that these very challenging relationships are appearing in our life only to break down our own limitations, our own ideas, concepts, beliefs of what that relationship should give me or what that relationship should show me or how it should be. So we are going through a very extensive training right now, right? Because we are in the midst of breaking down these conditionings. And what the best way to have it is by having your partner mirroring to you that which you can't see or that which you deny, or that which you try to hide, right? And, and your partner just mirrors it to you. Consciously or unconsciously, it's mirrored to you. So you can take this as an opportunity to look within yourself and see what's triggering you. Let's not speak of trauma yet today, because that's a whole big topic. But what is triggering inside you, most probably it's because the energy your partner is showing to you, it's the opposite of you. It's the opposite of you. And that is the dual 
yeah it's a it's a dual um, um scenery that both of you are you know, showing to each other it's the same energy it's the same energy but on opposite sides yeah it's the same energy so for example just to give you a very simple simple example let's say you know you are naturally very very calm you're very calm as a this is how you always have been and then you you have your partner who is you know like um, really active really active and that triggers you because the person is so active and it triggers you because you want to be in your peace and calmness and your partner is hyperactive he always wants to do something for example now that can trigger stuff emotions judgments and i gave you a very simple example okay but now what is happening there are these two opposite energies which are in resistance to each other because you love to be calm and he loves to be active and when you meeting there is a resistance because of an opposition creates a resistance i want this and i want this yes there's a resistance you could feel that with you know your partner i'm sure you know what i'm talking about now if you would like to and accelerate your progress of dual energies your work would be to first number one and this is like this really really helped me a lot is to in the midst of that moment is to remember to honor the differences yeah because we are different from a personal perspective so honor the differences and once you pause and you say you know i i honor this difference it's 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 different it's not what i would like and go for so that would help you to come to calm down from that trigger and you know have a certain like responsibility and once you honor the other with his or her own difference then you can see that energy is actually the opposite of calmness and once you bring that action or that you know, like very hyperactive energy or however you want to see it into you you start to integrate the opposite dualistic energy and once you do that you transmute it and you transcend that energy that dualistic force of peace and action for example so your work could be um, you know taken as an opportunity to every 
slight resistance you have because of an opposing energy. And I'm not speaking here of an argument or so. This is like really, really easy practice what I'm sharing with you. Yeah? So uh, with this very easy practice, you would start to uh, process these dual energies and transcend them. And that is how, bit by bit, you would step closer into the non-dual being. That is actually what happens from presence, consciousness, into non-duality. You start to process opposing energies. Most of the time you're holding one end inside of you. Yes, identifying with it, you might like it, or you might not like it. And within your partner, you might see it as an irritation that he or she has and does, or else you might even be inspired by a quality that he or she has and that you don't have. Because most probably you will have the opposing energy of that dual force. So I hope you start to like understand how the dynamics of relationships function. They function within duality. And this is why it is a bondage in itself. It is a, a, like it's bound, it's limited. And you cannot be free. You cannot have a, like true harmony or that could actually be sustained for longer periods of time until you have done your processing and transcendence of dualistic forces. Okay, so that is like, I, I know it can be a bit deep, but the way I'm like presenting it, it's so, so easy because here i'm not speaking with you today about traumas or about you know triggers that bring you to unconsciousness no we'll take care of that in the later meetings but you must understand that relationships functions from duality and i cannot you know, hide or lie by saying that you're gonna ever find some peace and true eternal peace out of that relationship it's impossible you know you have to transcend the dual energies to be free from the dual energies because behind the dual energies there is the one that is why i'm saying this it's so important from living Dual energies, the dualistic reality is living from a place of separation. How can you ever live in eternal peace and happiness if you're functioning from a separative force of duality? So you have to recognize these differences of energies that play out in the dynamics of relationships and find out what they are and find out within you the other end of the same energy 
And that is how you start to lighten up and clear these limited dualistic energies from within you. And there are endless, endless energies. But when with the biggest, bulkest one, the ones that you hold dear or the ones that you resist so much, well, those are the most important at first to support you with transcending the most heavy of dualistic energies. Because these play out a lot in relationships. Most of the time you are attracting an, oppo an opposite person. And it's, it's how we grow, it's how we learn about the other and how it's reflected within us. And these qualities, they, you know, they have the, the, the same energy, but you can see it as the, the yin and yang. You know, there's this um, opposing, you know, separative um, flavor in it. And through that, you can't really be in eternal peace and true happiness. And I, I'm sure that every one of you here, and you know, we, we all really you know, want to have that like, true happiness and, and peace that we can sustain and live in harmony. It's what everybody really, really wants. And... Uh, and here we're not even touching uh, all the insecurities that reside in our base chakra and all the obsessions or addictions or impulses that and all the impurities of the sacred center that function in relationships. Also, you know, when you look at the solar plexus, certain um, power there and, and some negative and impurities that function from this place. Like the, most of the time relationships are actually playing out a lot from the lower three chakras. And this will also have a meeting in itself to really start to go deep into all these you know, impurities and qualities that require to bring some light and, and purity in them, how they play out in relationships, the, the lower three chakras, and also the heart. Because the heart, you know, there is emotional love, and of course this, this heart of ours goes um, deeper and deeper and more open and all. Um, but uh, everyone can feel love in some degree or another. You know, everybody can can recognize it. You know, everybody can recognize it, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey. You can recognize love, even if it's not the most you know, enlightened love or divine love, but wherever a person is at, even if it's emotional love, you know it is a form of love. So emotional love, it's not that it is bad. There's nothing wrong with emotional love. You know, we are not uh, 
Transcending, okay, the individual self, but and, and, and this emotional love in, in its in its flavor, it's it's beautiful as well. It's what is not usually great about it is the conditionings that reside within it, the needs, yes, and the, like all all the energies that rise from the base, they they kind of get stuck in the emotional heart. So then it's it's because of the conditionings that many times in spiritual context it is said that emotional love it's it's not important. It is also beautiful if, if you're not bound by any. And con- conditions in, in that emotional love. So it's all really all welcomed and it's also beautiful. But also to know that love, you know, love it, it it's like a it's like waves, you know, it comes and it goes, it comes and it goes. You know, it's, you're not always in a place of love. Because you know, love is a, some, some love, some type of love is a feeling. So feelings come and go. And that's where a lot of people struggle because they struggle to, they want to feel the feeling of love. But the feelings, all feelings, they come and go. Yeah, like when you feel when sad or angry, it comes. And it goes. So the emotion in love is the same. It comes and it goes. There's a feeling to it. Then we had a question also about this, about this love. So to clarify that, that emotional love is a feeling. We can feel it sometimes. It can be very present in your heart and there's some openings in the heart and it's so present love is flowing through you but then it goes away and all of a sudden we think that something is wrong there's nothing wrong all feelings come and go so you recognize that uh, we would like to keep certain feelings and we would like to push certain feelings away. That's also very dualistic. Within that, there's a struggle. And there's no way out unless you step out of it. Don't touch it, be open. What comes, comes. Enjoy it, embrace it. What goes, goes. Enjoy it, embrace it. Yeah, so that would be um, um, a more like a non-dualistic, yeah, non-dual approach. You are the open space for all to come and go, because everything comes and goes. Now, what is closer than that? There is then the the, the love which is, let's say, deeper in the background, 
of your being. There is that love which comes directly from source, which is unconditional. But that love is not a feeling. That love is not a feeling. That love First of all, it is impersonal. It has nothing to do with you as a person. It has nothing to do with your personality types or your instinctual types. It has nothing to do with your past or anything you have been through in this manifestation. The love that flows from source consciousness is a love which is untouched by any conditionings. This is why it is called unconditional love. Unconditional means there is no limits or functions or conditions layered on top of it in its nature, in its, in its flavor. It is free, it is love itself, it is pure, it is open. Yeah, and it is, it is always available, but let's say it is in your very, very deep background of your being. This is why the more present you become, this is why the more quieted down you are. This is why having clarity and clearing the, the stuff that's in your way, you can then access that impersonal love. Now, of course, that unconditional love comes from the highest, you know, the highest and deepest. And it moves through us, and it moves through us as it drops down into densities, into this plane of life, according to what conditionings you have, you dim it down. That's all. So the, the pure love, it's all the same everywhere, because it is one. It is one love, yeah? it is one love that flows from source itself. And then, according to your conditionings, you simply dim it down. So now, you know, we have to bring some understanding upon ourselves to be able to then see the dynamics with another. We have to understand ourselves and how we are functioning. And only then we can understand our partners, we can have compassion, we can have kindness and love and everything that, that you and actually you know, desire and find within you can only then be kind of seen in the other.
So it, it always starts from us, and once we really get it within us, then we open these floodgates, you know, we open you know, these possibilities and we give opportunity to meet another deeper. Thank you.